Hey guys, good evening. My name is Toeshe Oyebade from the Reconciliation Ministry and I'm excited to be with you once again. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your feedback. God bless you abundantly in Jesus' name. Amen. Blessed of God, how are you doing? I trust that you're fine. I trust that you're doing good. I trust that you've been stewarding intimacy. I want to believe that you've been enjoying more of God because over here, it's been a blast really i'm super grateful to god for the opportunity to even hear from him right to carry him throughout the day just knowing that you know you're deeply loved there is there is that um satisfaction that rest that peace that just radiates all over you when you know that it's like when there's food at home i don't know how your day goes and i don't know how how much of a foodie that you are but i'm speaking for myself and i know how literally my day can be made and you know i'm just very enthusiastic about work i'm very pumped to do what i need to do on time i need to like you know fill in my task sheet do my roles you know i just need to get on everything asap because i'm con like i'm at ease because dinner is sorted right and um that's that's how i feel going about my day and my life generally just because i know that god is there it's like when there is food at home so it's like when there is somebody in my life when i'm in a relationship and i'm just feeling super loved and super thankful it's just a a, a really different um experience entirely it, it can be life as usual since we came to Christ, it, it definitely shouldn't be life as usual, right? Your day should feel amazing. You should be excited about waking up. You should look forward to being up. And you should also look forward to sleeping because you know that he gives his beloved sleep. So you know that when you're sleeping, he's still communicating with you. He's still giving you sweet dreams. And even when you have nightmares, you have better interpretation of your nightmares because you know that there is nothing that is able to even graze you. Nothing is able to make you feel less of who you are because you are a child of God. So when you have those dreams or nightmares like we like to call them, you don't just you know wake up casting and binding the enemy. You're speaking to your father. You're having a conversation about the dream you just had. You're asking him what it really means. Because I'm now finding out that oftentimes when we dream or we have nightmares and we start casting and binding, it might not even have the interpretation that we think it has, right? It might not be that somebody is coming to punish you or you are going to, to retrogress in reality. It might be the father giving you an encrypted dream and you need to sit with him to understand what he is saying so you can see that there is a lot to unpack on the on this table i'll be from this table of intimacy there is a lot to enjoy and you know it will make sense to you everything that we've been speaking about in the podcast it will make sense to you what we will still speak about in the podcast church you know sermons bible study prayer and fasting everything you do will all come to a meaningful standpoint when you are approaching your life as a believer on the platform that you want to be intimate with God. When you're not approaching God that because of what you seek to benefit from him, when you're not approaching God because you need to get married or you need a new job 
or you need to get more financially stable or you want to have children you know when you're not approaching the father from a needy point of view but you're approaching him from a friendship standpoint you're approaching the father from i want to know who i am i need to know my identity and like i said last week that identity and um identical right so when you for you to know the identity of something there has to be a template there has to be something that you're looking at to say, oh, okay, this identifies with this. So if there is no previous template, you can't really know what identity is. You can't come to a conclusion. And if that thing is a first of its kind, what does it mean? It means that that thing becomes a template. And then subsequently, all that things that look like it become what? Identical to that original template. Now, good news is that for believers, right, there is an original template. You're not looking here and there. You're not seeking for what you look like or who you are or who you ought to be. There is an original template. And God has made an open call to all of us that for us to know who we are, for us to come to the reality of who we are in Christ and who we are in life and on earth, we need to look at that original template, cross-check it with what we have in our life. And you know now know that the best part of it is that if you cross-check something with a template and there are some things that you are not, that is in the original template that is not in the, in the lookalike, what do you do? You take it back to the factory and say, okay, sorry, sir, I got this thing. I got this first of the kind um, product some years ago. Now, I've come back to buy another one. But in this new product, this one has less of what the original product can do. You You can lay hold of claims when you have a template. And if there is something in the, you know, in the um, subsequent productions that is not in the original template, and you're certain that the original template, you know, is fully functional what do you do you remove oh okay no this is not useful so you can save your life you can save you can go through your life you can do a mental check a physical check a spiritual check whatever form of check you want to do you can literally save your life through the lens of who you're looking at who is the real template i'm not saying what because now we all know you and i already have already come to the conclusion that christ is the template and god is inviting us he's making an open call to us that we should look like the sun that we ought to look like the sun. we ought to be like the sun god didn't make us less than jesus because his spirit is one and there is no junior and assistant holy spirit there's no junior and assistant god So God's spirit in us does not have levels. Our work might have levels. Our productivity might have levels. Our commitment might have have levels. Our results might have levels because it is how consecrated and yielded you are that you will see results in the physical. So you might not have as much results as somebody that has lived a consecrated life. Somebody that has yielded himself. You might aspire to become that person. But it does not make the spirit that is in you, giving you capacity to be, to be less than other people that you are admiring in the world. Because guess what? We have just one spirit. 
And so I want to ask you today, who are you? And like I said previously, I'm not asking for your name. I'm not asking for your profession. I'm not asking for your career path. I'm not asking if you're married or if you're single. I'm not asking you to describe yourself. Yes, we can find meaning and life from who we are in, oh, I am a married woman. Oh, it automatically means that, okay, you're in a relationship, you're unavailable. That is describing your current state. You can also get meaning from what you do. Now, if you're a lawyer or you're a pharmacist, okay, somebody can approach you based on what you know for you to give them a piece of advice or steer them in the right direction about something that they are intending to do. That can sum up a description of, you know, a part of who you are. But guess what? That is not really who you are. You were not made to be a pharmacist. You were not created to be a doctor. When God was making you, he didn't make you just so that you would end up being another doctor. You cannot afford to end up being another, another doctor. There are thousands of them. But there's only one image, and that's the image of the sun, that I'm encouraging you to look onto and behold as onto a glass. And now you are being conformed, and then you are translated. You move from one level of glory to another level of glory. Because guess what? God's riches and God's glory is far-reaching. We can't exhaust it. Because day by day, new masses will see. We will all see, rather. And so the first thing you might want to do for you to answer the question, who am I, is to first ask, who am I looking forward to being? And the quick answer is Jesus. So you you might want to take a piece of pen and then a paper, a, a pen and a piece of paper, rather. And you might just want to put Jesus on top and then you draw that line coming down and you put yourself so now for you to know who you are right you need to know what you're intended to become and in this sense i've already said it is not a word because it is an image it is a person that's jesus and so you know that in jesus there is no half portion in jesus there is no incompleteness in jesus there is no lack so you already know that okay if jesus is complete what does that tell you it means that you are complete there is no mistake in your creation there is no mistake in how god has made you there is nothing about you that speaks that should speak to you that this is a this is a mistake. When God made you, He saw that you were good. Which is why I will always encourage people that we don't um, talk down on our country and all that. It wasn't a mistake. You you are you are you are talking down on God's intelligence for you to regret being a Nigerian. You are saying that God didn't know what He was doing when He sent you to Nigerian parents. And even if you desire better, it doesn't mean that what you currently have is a sham. It doesn't mean that 
Now, Colossians 2, 9 to 10 in um, TPT says, For he is the complete fullness of deity, living in human form. And our own completeness is now found in him. Beloved of God, your completeness, who you are, is in Christ. And so the moment you give your life to Christ, you already signed up on an identity adventure. It's like you opened yourself up and you said, okay, now I am becoming. Now I am being. It doesn't matter what you were before you came to Christ. You might have had six children before you came to Christ. That's not all about you because it was when you came to Christ that you became complete. Christ is the head and then he has authority. And so, because he is the head, we are other parts of his body. The being of Christ, it overflows to us. It's like when there is a source of water and then there are other streams getting their supply from that source. You can't say, oh, I don't want this taste of... um, I I don't like this taste that this um, water is bringing. Because guess what? It is coming from that source. Because if you go to that source and you have a taste of the water from that source, it will taste just like, you know, the other streams that you just left behind. And so my question now is, do you taste like Jesus? When people see you, do they see Jesus? Or they see you? When people hear you, do they hear to you, everybody? Or they hear Jesus? Because if you, if you get your being and your completeness from him, it means that every part of you must be so consumed and be so overwhelmed with Jesus that there is no space for you. I mean, my life was with Jesus so much so that there is no space for me to be to show you about again. And so I, I, I shouldn't be confused about who I am. I shouldn't feel perturbed about how I look because I look just like Christ. I speak just like Christ. I think just like Christ. And because we're in a fallen world and the devil currently has, you know, stolen mandate, it is possible that every now and then he wants to push you into thinking that there is something that you need to make you feel complete. It might push you into thinking that you just need a little more, you know, shade, a little more makeup, a little more jewelry, a little more um, cosmetology touches for you to feel like you should feel like. And I'm telling you today, remember that you are a spirit first before you became a body. And so it is your spirit that is God's image. And anything happening on your inside must have first been on your outside rather, must have first gotten authority from what is on your inside. So if you don't feel complete in yourself spiritually, every area of your life you feel lacking. If you don't speak to your completeness in Christ, in your spirit, every area of your life will feel lacking. You might have 200 million dollars and you will still feel like there is something else you need to get you might have eight children and 65 grandchildren and you will still feel like there is something regarding your life that needs completeness 
You might be the most beautiful woman in the world, but there will be something concerning you that will feel like, oh, if only I am good to go, but if only I add this. Which is why you must never put yourself, you must never put your worth and your identity based on the things that you're getting on the outside. You must not put, you must not trick yourself into believing that you all there is to you is your beauty, or all there is to you is your career path, all there is to you is your bank account. You must not fall for that trick. Because you're first complete on your inside before you can now start feeling complete on your outside. And guess what? It is not you trying to be complete, you are complete. It's a state of being. Right when you gave your life to Christ, you automatically changed position. Everything that needed to be added to your spirit man was added. It came with benefits. Your salvation came with benefits. It's like you downloading an application and then, you know, other things come along with that application. If there was anything wrong with you before, good news is... (laughs) Since you came to Christ, nothing is permitted to be wrong with you again. Because your spirit is God's image. Another thing for you to know who you are is that you are one with Christ. 1 John 4.17 tells us that love has been perfected among us. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Now the question is, how is he? Because what says, because as he is, so are we in this world. So let me personalize it. As he is, so am I in this world. And that will put, push us into asking ourselves, so how is he? There is no quicker place to find out how it is if you're confused is open your bible open matthew go through mark go through luke go through john look at what the epistles have said concerning the son just as he is you are and do not know the best part of it is when he was going he said greater works than this will ye do it's even speaking to your productivity your spirit is not less or higher than Jesus. When he was saying greater works than this will you do, he wasn't saying that your, the spirit you will have it will be more than his own. It's the same spirit. He is the same spirit. He's now saying that I have opened up a pathway for you because, you know, the best of God is in the future. So the best miracle could not have been the miracle that happened in Jesus' time because the best of God is in the future. Every, every parent will pray that their offspring will do better than them. And so also, our Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ did so much. He did excellently well. And he was telling us that, see, I've given you capacity. I give, I've given you authority in my name. In my name, you can do more. In my name, you have capacity to do more. So how on earth Will you come to the identity of who you are without first aligning yourself to the image of the Son? Without you first knowing that you are one with Christ? You have become Christ, beloved. You have become one with 
the son of God. You have no business with lack. You have no business with oppression. Your spirit has no business with any of those. And so knowing who you are, when something wants to threaten your identity, threaten your authority, threaten your jurisdiction, you can't go to any village now and you want to barge into the village without first paying obeisance to the rulers of the land. Now, the only way you can come into a land and not, you know, care about the ruler is if you have higher authority. Your own weapons are more sophisticated. Uh, the ruler himself will bow to you. So the only way the enemy can triumph over you is if his spirit is higher than Jesus' spirit. And we have the word that every power and authority has been given to Jesus that in the name of Jesus, every knee, including the devil's own. As a matter of fact, he started with the devil's own because he went to hell and took the key from him. So the devil has no authority. All he has is, he has, um, should I say, he has the ability to make you feel afraid. And fear will do so much harm to you that even what the devil can contemplate in a million years to do to you. All he needs to do is to make a suggestion to you that you are incomplete. And so you start battling with your incompleteness first. Forget that you are complete in Christ. That your spirit is made perfect. You've been made right. He first, he first gives you a thought that makes you feel like you are no longer righteous. He contests your righteousness with you. And so the moment you start feeling unworthy and unloved by God, you can't even approach the Father. You don't feel intimate with the Father again. You are cut out from your source. So he wants you to be isolated in the spirit. The devil is seeking for you to be spiritually isolated so that you don't get your supply when you need to get. Now, if my phone runs down, and no matter how much I have to do, if my battery is flat, it is flat. There is nothing I can do about my phone being flat except I plug it to um, a source of power. So the devil knows that even when your battery is low and you just stay plugged, you stay plugged. He knows that when your battery is low, but you still stay plugged, you stay complete. You stay complete. He knows that nothing can, you know, can shake you. So he, he brings an image to you. He paints a scenario to you, makes you feel unworthy because of what you've done, makes you feel undeserving of the Father's love, forgetting that you were not even deserving at first when he gave it to you. When Jesus Christ died for you, you were not even deserving at first. There was nothing that we did that could have guaranteed us that Jesus Christ should die for us. Nothing that we will do can measure up to what he did for us. And good news is, or no, not good news, news flash. If it was only you in the world, Jesus Christ would have still come and he would have still died. If it was just you, Knowing that you needed blood for the remission of your sins eternally, Jesus Christ would have still come to die. That is how important you are to God. And devil is aware of your completeness. You know that the moment you see yourself the way the Father sees you, he can no longer threaten you. He can no longer bring thoughts 
into your head, making you feel unworthy. So it wants to stop you from seeing who you are. It's like you're holding onto a glass and then there is oil and there's dust on that glass. You won't have a perfect image. If you're trying to take a picture with a blurry camera, what does it give you? The image is perfect. The environment is well lit. Everything is in place. But the camera, the lens with which that image is being taken has been tampered with. What do you think happens? Every shot taken on that lens or with that lens would appear incomplete, would appear ugly. Just because the lens with which it was being taken has been tampered with. So the devil wants to mess with your lens. He wants to mess with how you see yourself. So that you know that the moment you don't see yourself in Christ, the moment you, you know, it tricks you into feeling like you are self-sufficient. It tricks you with, you know, this new age vocabularies. Oh, I'm self-sufficient. I'm self-made. I depend on nobody. I do this. I own my... You know how people can bring adjectives to make themselves feel good. And so it, it pampers you with words. The devil, it brings you an array of beautiful words that suggest that you are enough outside God, that suggests that you can do all things through your own strength. He wants you to be disconnected so that he can now mess with you. But in Christ, he dare not. The devil, he dare not come close to you knowing that you are complete and you have that perfect image in your head. So he wants to throw dust on your lens. He wants to rub oil on your lens. He wants to make you have a blurry vision of who you are. But we will not allow him, will we? Not on your watch will the devil mess with your identity again. In the name of Jesus. May it not be said about us that we lived and we lived and we lived, but we did not live in Christ. May it not be said about us that we didn't even know, we didn't even come to the knowledge of who we are in Christ till he came. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And you have all these things because you are a new creation. I don't care what you have done in the past. 2 Corinthians 5.17 tells us that, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. And I like this popular saying I've been saying um, recently. If you come to my, if you remind me of my past, you are visiting me at an old address, at an old address rather. I don't, I no longer live there. I can't get how it was couched properly, but do you get the drift? Like, if you come visiting me in, in an old house, that is you, you know, reminding me of who I used to be. You are visiting me in an old house and I no longer live there. Because the old has gone, the new has come. And so you must know that in your new creation, you are new. You are a new person. You are not a remodeling of your old self. It wasn't that, you know, you know how phone um, people will do these days that they will just add one or two together to an older version. No, that's not you. You are not a refurbished version. You are not Tokumbo. You are not Aloku. You were not refurbished. 
Your old self was not refurbished. Nothing was removed and added to make you feel better. Your old self was completely eradicated. Have you done control delete from recycle bin before? You know that recycle bin itself would even ask you that once you delete me from here, you can't get me again. And you say yes. That was what happened with your old self. It was deleted from that recycle bin. That you can't even recover your old self again. Why? Because you are in Christ. That's the, that's the gospel. It's that simple. Jesus Christ came to die for you so that you can have a new identity. And this new identity offers you eternal life. That though your body may die, your spirit lives forever in, in paradise. And so what a great glory. What an opportunity that we can still be joined heirs with the Son. That we can still walk and partner with God like he wandered in the Garden of Eden before the fall of man. That God, even in his wisdom, brought us a second chance through the death and resurrection of his perfect and only son. Beloved of God, I call you blessed. Bye.